Alabama's got a big one very early in the morning against Kentucky tomorrow. How is this thing going to play out? Jimmy and I are going to tell you right now. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him, Jimmy. I am in Lexington, Kentucky right now getting ready for the uh, the big matchup tomorrow, 11 o'clock on God's time, noon, the devil's hour. So, uh, yeah, Alabama's going to play Kentucky tomorrow. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some player predictions here. Do you think Jalen Milrow can keep up what he started last week? I mean, look, we've been talking about it. He's gotten better every single week. His ceiling keeps getting higher. His floor at, at worst is remaining the same. At best is creeping up a little bit too. I think Jalen Milrow's due for another big game tomorrow. I really do. I feel like this team um, is starting to have a lot of fun. You know, that's one thing that it finally dawned on me re-watching the game and watching uh, some of Terrion Arnold on the next round and, and Jalen Milrow doing interviews. This team's happy. This team's fun. This team's really liking life right now. I think they um, were they took a stroll through the valley of death and they came out on the other side. Uh, and now they're like, hey, nothing's going to stop us now not to get to uh, Jefferson Starship on you. <laughs> I think Jalen's going to play uh, pretty well and have a pretty good game. I- I'll be a little surprised if it's as dumb. You know, he's basically won some national player of the week awards, SEC, player co-SEC player of the week. I'll be surprised if that level of a performance again, but what I would like to see just what I want to see is Jalen Milrow improving and continuing to develop. And the fact that he can run fast and he's a big physical dude for his size, that that's, that doesn't surprise me at all. What I would like to see is just uh, him taking one more step forward as a passer uh, on Saturday and maybe a bigger game with his arm than his legs. Uh, I, I just think that, what I'm trying to see out of Alabama is weekly improvement. So if they get to Georgia at the end, they're in a position to play their best game of the year. That means Jalen Milrow running and throwing it well and efficiently. So I think uh, what I would like to see and what I think we might see is a little bit more of an emphasis on the, on the passing game and, uh, and maybe Milrow getting up to that 300 yard range. That would be nice. Yeah, I, I was looking at um, some potential statistics for him. I'm going to pull them up on prize picks because um, I think that's a good place to look. And, and it had like Jalen Milrow over under um, like 220 some odd yards passing, I think it was. And I was thinking, man, I think he's going to get that. I think so. I would go over. And, and again, I think it'll be an emphasis. And, and I think there was an emphasis on the QB run last week. And I think this week maybe there's just an emphasis on uh, Jalen Milrow hurting Kentucky from the pocket with his arm. We didn't even see any him complete any deep balls last week. Something tells me that might be rectified really quick in the game tomorrow morning. Yeah, I think Alabama's going to try and, and hit some deep for sure. I mean, they like you said, they didn't – for all the good stuff that happened, we didn't connect on any of the deep balls last week. So um, – and everybody thought that's, hey, that's what they do best. So it's even better that we were able to get the win uh, without doing – essentially what everybody thinks we do best. How about running back-wise? you feel like Jalen Miller is going to be the leading rusher again? I'm going to go ahead and out on a limb and say Jam Miller is going to be our leading rusher. 
I love it. I was good. Jam or Roy Dell. I like someone other than Jalen, other than Jace. Uh, Jam or Roy Dell. And it's more of a, not because Jalen's incapable, not because Jace is incapable. I think, again, I'm trying to wish cast Alabama into the Georgia game, firing on all cylinders. And that means Jace needs a Robin to go with his, his being Batman. And Jace is going to remain Batman. But we need Robin firing more more consistently. So I like Jam or Roy Dell to have a big game tomorrow in Lexington. Uh, I can remember Alabama backs doing well there, even all the way back to, to 80, 88 in Murray Hill, having a big game in Lexington back in 88. Uh, I, I, I think a, a, a backup back has a big game tomorrow. Yeah, I feel like, again, Jam Miller just – it seems like we want to try and get him on track. Uh, he got a, a lot more action. He didn't really play at all against Tennessee except for special teams. So I, I think we're obviously trying to maybe experiment a little bit more. Experiment's probably the wrong word. I think they know what he's capable of. So uh, And then receiver-wise, who, who do you think has a big one? I, again, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Isaiah Bond um, because we are going to hit some deep balls, and he's the best deep ball threat. I love it. Uh, I love the Bond pick. I'm going to say Burton just to be different than you, but I like the Bond pick a lot. But I think Bond or Burton. And again, let's let's get all of it firing. Let's get some some depth that wide receiver making plays. How about a big play uh, from Kendrick Law? I don't know if it'll be a reverse or a pop pass or a screen or a kick return. Uh, I feel a big touchdown play from Kendrick Law is coming. But uh, in terms of who's going to catch the most balls for the most yards, I'll go Jermaine Burton. But I really like the Bond pick. Um, yeah, and I think, look, J- Jermaine Burton didn't have a great game against LSU. He had a, maybe a couple of catches. He didn't have a great game, but I think that you definitely want to keep him going. You want to keep him uh, interacting because there, there's, you don't want to give him a reason to, to not stay on the role he's been on, especially with his improved attitude over the last game or so. Um, I did just look it up on prize picks. Jalen Milrow over under passing yards. 225.5 and I'm mean, 229 excuse me 229.5 and um yeah I'm definitely going over in over. fact it wouldn't shock me if he did the over after two and a half three quarters I think it could be closer to 300 and 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 again I think I, again I'm talking about emphasis it makes all the sense in the world to me now that we've added the QB run let's add something else and, and I think what what might be added as we continue to expand the offense what's going to be added how about some uh, short and intermediate throws that we haven't seen much that sort of sets up the deeper throw? And and I think we see passes completed to all three levels of the field on Saturday against Kentucky. Again, this is a I think this is a great game for us because you don't want to have a, an incredible cupcake game. You don't want to have like Chattanooga after LSU because I, I feel like that you can't really build off of that. It's great to put us in a position. To be to be on the road in the SEC, eleven o'clock game, noon game, whatever. Uh, when you you know you're coming off an emotional high, let's see how this team has matured. Let's see how they approach it, and if they approach it with a very business like sense. Because frankly, we outclass Kentucky, we out talent Kentucky. We should beat Kentucky. So I want to go out there and do what we're supposed to do. Uh, speaking of something you need to do, is you need to stay tuned because after this break. We're going to give you our predictions for the Kentucky game. Uh, but right now, I want to tell everybody about eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. 
It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much, much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that big old win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply, eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, Jimmy, it's time for some predictions on the game itself. Again, very excited to be here in Lexington. Going to be a nice Alabama contingent, by the way. Ran into a couple of folks already at the Woodford Reserve who – uh, they watch the podcast, appreciate them, uh, super folks, and uh, a lot of compliments on my Bushwood Country Club T-shirt. For those who don't know the Caddyshack reference, um, gambling is illegal at Bushwood, and I never slice. Okay, you can owe me. Um, I love that. That's my favorite movie of all time, uh, except Jaws. But um, anyway, <laughs> I have. Yeah, they just—I mean, right there in the same genre, um, but. I, Jimmy, I'm, I've said this on uh, the crossover podcast that I did with Lance Dahl the other day. I think Alabama wins this game. I'm going to call it 34 to 17. I think it's a two score game for most of the contest. And then, you know, but Kentucky's right there a little bit to make it a one score game. But somehow, some way, we always get the stop or something happens or they stop themselves. And eventually, we make it a three score game and that's it. So I'm going to say 34 17. Frankly, I, my heart and my gut want to go even bigger, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, push down my own expectations here because I don't want to be let down. If you know, if I predict 48 to 10 and we only win 34 17, I don't want to be upset about it. I'm going 34 17. Yeah, very similar for me too, man. Uh, 34 20 uh, is my my score. Very similar to yours, and you know, I, I'm. I think 34-20 following the same script that so many Alabama games followed this year. The slow start, the close game, physical off both sides. Alabama a little mistake prone. Kentucky hanging in there. Second half starts. Alabama then outdudes Kentucky the rest of the way, and it's not super tight at the end. Alabama sort of won handily. Where I'll think Alabama has improved, Luke, is seeing Jalen Milrow complete passes both to the short all to the short, intermediate, and deep part of the field. I want to see Milrow improve as a passer. I know 20 points has given up quite a bit on defense, but this is where Alabama will improve to me, Luke. Um, let's hold Ray Davis to that 60-70 yard range. Uh, one of the great statistics this year showing how good Alabama's defense is, Luke. Do you know what running back has rushed for the most yards against Alabama this year? It's that Martz kid at Mississippi State. He rushed for 65. That's the season high against Alabama or a running back. Now, Jaden Daniels torched Alabama. The South Florida quarterback ran for almost 100 yards. But in terms of backs, it's only been marks at about 65. Ray Davis is going to pass that. He's too good not to. But let's hold Ray Davis in that 70, 80-yard range. And if they can hold Ray Davis to that number, I don't really care what Devin Leary does because Kentucky beats you with Ray Davis, not Devin Leary. Let's, let's, let's make sure Ray Davis doesn't beat you force Leary to beat us, and then if they score 20 points with it, so be it. But that would be a step forward for me for the defense, and that's all I want to see tomorrow is a step forward. The score doesn't necessarily indicate that, 
Again, Milrow completing passes to all three levels of the field, and Alabama holding Ray Davis to the 70-80 yard range, to me, is, a, is an Alabama <laughs> team that's continuing to improve. You know, it's interesting you brought up Ray Davis. I'm, I went, I'm going right back to prize picks here. Ray Davis over under rushing yards, 63.5. So it's right at that number over. you're talking about. You're saying over. Jim, I'll go I'm, over, not by much. I, I'm going to go under. I am. Uh, I Jace, Jace McClellan over under. Take a guess what they have for him. I'm just curious what you say. Mm, Jace McClellan, uh, 74. 75 and a half. Very, very good, Jimmy. Very good. I will go under for him, too, because, again, I think Jam Miller is going to be the leading rusher. I think a concerted effort to get other backs the ball and, and sort of resting Jace, not 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 resting him so much as like, hey, look, look, we need another back to emerge down the stretch. That's what they need. Then Isaiah Bond at 54 and a half over under on the yards. I'm definitely going over. I think he hits a big play. I think he might get over on one on one catch, I swear. I'd say the same thing, over on one play. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot to to check out there and a lot to, to see. Um, I'm also going to make this other prediction that Will Reichert's going to get back on the on the right track. I mean, I, I think that the LSU game is sort of a reset for him. I think Will Reichert's going to be just fine. Um, he was just named a finalist for the Lou Groza Award. I don't really know who else could possibly win it. I guess there's somebody else. And if you want to just say, well, he did miss two field goals against LSU, okay, he did. Fine. I, I get it. I mean, this, you can't say anything about it. But before that, he didn't miss one since last year. So got to give him credit for that. He's the all-time leading scorer in SEC history now. And, um, yeah, I think Will Reichert's going to come out, have another good game, and, and just, you know, sort of put that LSU game behind him. Is he the all-time leading scorer among kickers, right? He's still got a ways to go to beat uh, – I think that's right. He, he hasn't become the uh, SEC's guy yet, right? I think he needs I more points. I believe he is. Let me – I think he's the SEC's all-time leading scorer among kickers. I think he needs another, you know, 25, 28 points to catch whoever it is that he's got to catch. Are you, I, but you're talking about, are you talking about for the NCAA? Because I'm oh, looking here. You're right. It is the SEC. Maybe I'm talking about the NCAA. I, I know that the big, big, big record is 20 or 30 points away. You're right. It is the NCAA. It is the NCAA. The yeah. He is right. the all-time leading scorer in the SEC. Um, he does have the SEC thing. My bad. He's trying to catch the NCA thing, and he's about 25, 30 points short. But it's very possible that, that he could do it. And well, I'm with you. He gets back on track, and uh, I think he makes a couple of kicks. I got Alabama scoring 34. In my mind, that's four touchdowns and two field goals. Yeah, I feel like that's what it's going to be, too. Um, Frankly, again, I, I hope it's a lot more than that. I, I would like to see this offense get into the 40s again, at least, um, and be clicking on all cylinders heading into Jordan-Hare Stadium, because they're going to have to be. I mean, again, y'all know how I feel about that game. It's just it's just weird. And, um, yeah, uh, one other thing that we'll talk about before we get into some predictions around the country, Alabama basketball plays Indiana State tonight. Jimmy, I don't think I've even had you on the program uh, talking about the actual game that Alabama played the other night. We did, but, we did, we, we did a couple shows early this week about it. Yeah. We did. Oh, well, well, look, man, you can't expect me to remember everything. I didn't even take in my prevagen. Um, but uh, regardless, still loving me some Grant Nelson, excited about what he brings to the table. Uh, sounds like Alabama's going to be at full strength tonight. Chris Parker probably will play. So a lot of excitement. And then one other thing to talk about, 
Jim Harbaugh, they're going to suspend him three games. I mean, who gives a dead gum rip? He still can coach during the week. He's actually on the plane with him now to go to Penn State. I think this is the jokiest joke of all jokes. And then Desmond Howard has the audacity to say, well, they'd never do this to Nick Saban. You were so wrong, uh, Desmond. And this is this Jim Harbaugh is just wrong. Would you just take your punishment? I mean, it take it's you're going to get more punishment. I hope this can't possibly be it. Yeah, I don't. I, it's a non. It's a non penalty to me, like a non penalty, because again, Michigan apparently, if the allegations are true, and the Big Ten by punishing Harbaugh is saying the allegations are true. If the allegations are true, I think that they deserve a harsher sanction than uh, than the head coach being absent for three games though he can prepare the team uh, all week long. Uh, I, I, yeah, but so much of the – it bores me. And, uh, hey, let's let Penn State maybe take care of business. James Franklin's due for a big win like that. You know, the other thing that would make me mad, if I were uh, Ohio State, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is great. You're suspending the guy that apparently had other guys go to other games. So he didn't even have to go to his game. He can come to our game and watch us play and steal our signals himself. So, uh, yeah, I'd be a little upset if I were Ohio State. Uh, Jimmy, when we come back, we're going to give predictions for around the country. But right now I want to tell you about something very, very important. That is Jace Case. Look, Jace Case is so important. Listen, it just is. There's so many problems, so many uh, potential catastrophes out there, so many just little things that you want to be prepared for. There's there's unrest in the entire world right now. There's all kind of, you know, fires and there's hurricanes, there's tornadoes, there's earthquakes, there's everything. And you can have supply chain shortages for medications and your family or you may need these medications. So you want to be prepared. You can be prepared with the Jace case. It's a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers customization of your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. In those recent efforts, they have added ivermectin. Am I saying ivermectin? Am I saying that right? Ivermectin. Yeah, as an option in the Jace case. And another purchase point here, guys, you can get a gift card. Okay, buy a gift card for your family or for your loved ones. Jace case is so important. I got one for myself. And you can go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at J-A-S-E medical.com. Spelled just like Jace McClellan, but it's Jace Medical. J-A-S-E medical.com. Use promo code locked on. You will absolutely love this. You'll be so glad that you won't be caught unprepared with Jace Medical. Jace. All right, Jimmy, looking around the entire country now, um, let's let's just start with Penn State, Michigan. I mean, we'll get into the SEC in a second, but Penn State, Michigan, I think, is the, the biggest game on the docket from a national perspective. The spread is is around four, four and a half, three and a half, somewhere in there in favor of Michigan. I keep hearing people saying they think Michigan's going to roll here because nobody's believing in James, Frank, James Franklin. Maybe this is my wishful thinking. Maybe this is my trying to speak this into existence. I think Penn State's going to win this game. I would. I, I certainly don't rule that out. I would like it. I do think this is one of the better Penn State teams under Franklin, and I think Penn State is super capable of the young quarterback Drew Aller. He, he's he's due for 
you know, Nick Singleton at running back is a really good player. Penn State's good. I think they can do this at home. I really do. But I'm going to say Michigan. Michigan, too many dudes. Too many dudes, Michigan. All right. I, I, again, I think that's very fair. And I, I, I will also – admit for Penn State. I like James Franklin. I like James Franklin, too. Um, I, I just feel like uh, also I really am beginning to dislike Michigan. I've never really cared much about Michigan one way or the other. In fact, I've always sort of looked at it as a kinship because they are one of the blue bloods of college football, which Alabama is, too. So I've always sort of dug that. But, man, there's just too much hardball crap out there, and I'm just tired of dealing with it. So I'm just tired of dealing with him. Um, so, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Penn State. And I, I'll readily admit that's just me being wishful. Um Josh Pate, Josh Pate has a great stat about James Franklin in that game uh, that, that makes so much sense. James Franklin is a stunningly terrible 3-16 and 16 against top 10 teams at, Mich- at Penn State. 3-16, and 16, that's terrible. But here's another way to look at it. He's been favored in those games once. Yeah. Only one time has he been favored, and, and twice he won as an underdog. So the point being is, boy, is Penn State the most perfectly ranked team at, like, number 11? Like, yeah. you're the 11th best team in the country. James Franklin, you're the 11th best coach in all of college football, which is really good and really awesome. But, boy, he just can't break into that top 10. But, uh, you know, good program, good coach, but not quite top 10. But you're, you're, you're elite if you're top 10. All right, Georgia and Ole Miss. I, I kind of want to get on the Lane train here. I, I don't even care that Lane sort of went on a rant about, you know, the Dallas Turner thing, which, by the way, the SEC tur- has come out and said, we reviewed it. It's not targeting, which I've said all along. Of course, everybody just – We agree with Jimmy and Luke. Huh? Said Jimmy and Luke are right. It's not targeting. And, and of course, everybody's like, well, the SEC office is in Birmingham. What do you expect? That, that argument makes my tummy hurt so much because if, if everybody is always ch- cheating for Alabama – why weren't they cheating for us last year at Tennessee? Why weren't they cheating for us last year at, at LSU when we had a boatload of penalty yards at both of those venues and nobody said boo? <laughs> now we have fewer penalties at home, which yeah. home teams usually do, and everybody's thinking it's a grand conspiracy. Anyway, the NCAA, the NCAA office is in Indianapolis. Does that mean Indiana gets all the calls? No. What about the NFL offices being in New York? Boy, the Giants and the Jets, everybody else is screwed. The Giants and the Jets get all the calls. The NFL commissioner's office is right there. It's so dumb. All right. So what do you I, – I don't think Ole Miss is going to win this game. In fact, I don't think they're going to cover. In the end, I think uh, Georgia's going to be at a fever pitch. This is their first night game of the year, um, at least their first night game at home. I think it's their first night game of the year. And um, they've been waiting for some kind of big contest at home. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I think they get it done relatively easily. I like Jackson Dart a lot. I like uh, I like Dart as a as even a better quarterback today than Carson Beck. Close, close. I like Dart over Beck. I like Judkins over Georgia's back. I like Lane Kiffin over Mike Bobo. I say all that to say, I guess I won't be shocked if Lane pulls off the biggest win of his whole career. But just like I said in Penn State, Michigan, I want Penn State to win, but Michigan has too many dudes. Sort of pulling for Lane tomorrow, but Georgia has too many dudes. Let me also say this, that for the crowd that says we need Georgia to be undefeated to, to help Alabama, I agree with you. This it won't, But at the same time, it won't hurt my feelings if Ole Miss goes into Georgia and wins, especially if we've already beaten Kentucky and clinched, because that also makes us look better. So I'm fine with that. Um, I, I really just don't 
I, I don't care who wins this game. I don't think it affects Alabama the way some people think. Alabama just needs to win out. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've done all the scenarios too, and I'm not saying that, hey, don't talk about that. That's dumb. I'm talking about it too. I think it's interesting. But just win out. Just win out see what happens. And I'm going to bring this one up just because, you know, Alabama's arch rival, whatever, uh, Auburn, Arkansas. I, I think Arkansas wins. I think Arkansas has found a little bit of new life ever since they let go of Dan Enos, which, you know, I feel like whenever you get rid of Dan Enos, everybody finds new life. <laughs> I like Arkansas to win because of K.J. Jefferson. I think he's one of the better players in the league. And, and man, he's super experienced. I don't think K.J. Jefferson's going to let Ar- Arkansas lose. Uh, finally, one recruiting nugget. Zion Grady is going to commit tomorrow. Um, you feel like Alabama here? Yeah, we're uh, optimistic of BOL. We are uh, – BOL is optimistic on Zion Grady to Alabama on Sunday. And huge pickup. First time I ever saw Zion film, I think he was in the ninth grade. And, and uh, I remember saying out loud or to anybody who happened to be in the room with me, I'm like, this is the number one kid in the state in 2025. He's spectacular. Ends up the 25 class in Alabama is unreal good. So he's not the number one guy because the class is so unreal good, but he would be the number one guy in many, many typical cycles. He's, he's a fantastic prospect. I think I said tomorrow is actually Sunday, right? It's Sunday. And uh, I'd watch that basketball commitment too. Uh, we don't have a, a official prediction there on Travis Henry, the basketball player. We don't have an official prediction yet. But uh, but we're we're watching that one closely. How about Darren out. Reed? Strong maybe. Thank you. <laughs> Strong maybe. Well, I mean, I wish I, I could tell you. Problem. I mean, I wish I, wish I do. Uh, we don't know on Reed or Henry. Uh, we we don't know. But we're uh very optimistic on Zion Grady. Monitoring Reed and Henry closely. Very well could be Alabama. We'll see. All right, buddy. Let's go get them tomorrow. We will do a podcast sometime after the game tomorrow. Probably not right after because I'm going to be at the game. Um, but uh, we, we will do our best, and we usually do like a live thing. So hopefully we'll do that tomorrow. But until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.